This podcast is a production of Open Pediatrics, an open access online community of healthcare professionals sharing best practices from around the world. Visit openpediatrics.org for more. Welcome to the World Shared Practice Forum. I'm Dr. Jeff Burns, Chief of Critical Care at Boston Children's Hospital and Professor at Harvard Medical School. We are very pleased to have with us today Dr. Robert Tasker. Dr. Tasker is the Editor-in-Chief of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine, and he is also a Professor of Anesthesia and Founding Chair in Neurocritical Care, as well as Senior Associate Physician at Boston Children's Hospital in the Department of Anesthesia, Critical Care, and Pain Medicine. Robert, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Robert, I asked you to come to the World Share Practice Forum today so that you could give us uh, really the year in review, your first year as Editor-in-Chief of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. And as you know, your predecessor, Dr. Pat Kohanek, used to present to the uh, Society of Critical Care Medicine Business Section meeting really slides outlining how he saw the prior year. But this is your first year as Editor-in-Chief. And so your colleagues around the world are very interested to know your view of the highlights of the past year, and perhaps a few thoughts on where we're going. Thank you. 2021 was a very exciting year for me. Uh, it's a privilege to have received around a thousand submissions from all over the world and to work with some 400 reviewers from all over the world. Briefly, our submissions in the main came from North America, 43%, Europe, 24%, Asia, Oceania, 22%, South and Latin America, 6%, Middle East, 5%, Africa, 1%. I haven't got time to break it down by country, but essentially, 39% came from the USA, and the rest was international. So we are an international journal, and we welcome seeing international papers. We also, our reviewers are international. Uh, so, you know, that's the submissions, and please keep them coming in. Well, Robert, that's really Welcome news to hear how distributed the submissions are around the world. Obviously, um, in Africa, there is work to do to reach our colleagues there, but the distribution across Europe, Asia, and indeed South and Latin America is wonderful. But how do you see some of the submissions that we should all know about? Uh, we're all readers of the PCCM in one form or another, but what were some of the highlight submissions from your standpoint? So, briefly, we had about 130 articles or reviews that we published, 74 editorials and letters. And normally what I like to do is break them down into a matrix. Nine narrative themes, which include information about patients in general, CICU and ECMO, airway in the respiratory system, renal and fluids, central nervous system and end of life, sepsis and immunology, cardiac arrest, point of care ultrasound, and then other material. And then 
I like to sort of cross-link that, uh, those nine narrative themes with 12 particular emphases that are going to be useful for practitioners. Organization, outcomes, parents, investigations, assessment, diagnosis, treatment or interventions, sedation use, coagulation, hemodynamics, mechanical ventilation, and feeding. And all of these articles fit into this matrix in some way. And many of you will have heard of Clarivate or the Web of Science. They keep a track of what we publish and what gets cited. And so I'm, I've got a list of six articles that were the top five cited in PCCN in 2021. First, there was an article from New York by Jonat on Miss C in children and the protocol that they used. Uh, that had 24 citations just in 2021, which is phenomenal for the first year. And I'll talk a bit about that later. Then my friends in the European Society of Pediatric and Neonatal Intensive Care with the lead author, Peter Rimmensberger, published their practice management of COVID-19 cases. That had 13 citations in 2021. Murray Pollock published an article in the January issue of PCCN uh, with his colleagues on long-term outcome and use of functional status score in patients that leave the ICU with a new morbidity. That had nine citations. Then in ranked fourth was the article with the lead author, Tripathi. This was the SCCM virus study on COVID-19 PICU admissions. That had eight citations. And then in fifth equal place, two papers. The first was a new format for us, the so-called PCCM Concise Clinical Science Review. Michelle Schrober from the United States published a wonderful article on NeuroCOVID, and that got seven citations. And that was equal with another article with seven citations. And I'd like to just take a brief moment. Hector Wong, as you may know, died recently. And this was a great article from him and part of his life work on biomarkers. And he looked at the late after pediatric sepsis and evaluation investigation, uh, looked at long-term quality of life. And this also was published in the January issue alongside Murray Pollock's article. So again, a great piece, a great editorial that came with it. And so those were the sort of ranked top five. And if you haven't read them, please, please, please read them all. Well, Robert, we're recording this on the last day of January in 2022, and 
We noted the recent passing of our colleague Hector Wong, and uh, we will be celebrating his work and life on Open Pediatrics uh, in a few weeks. But let me turn back to you on uh, this year in review. And the citations are helpful to guide us as to articles that we may have missed or should go back and review again. But what other articles and features in the journal over the past year would you like to highlight and should we be aware of? Thank you, Jeff. I, I would like to just sort of say another comment about the Clarivate data set or the Web of Science data set. In our history as a journal, so with citation index from 2006 to 2021, we have had 11 articles in the category that Clarivate call highly cited which means that they're in the top 1% of the academic field of clinical medicine based on highly cited papers with a threshold within our field and publication year. So out of the some 5,000 papers that we've had, there are just 11 in that category in PCCM. And in 2021, we had three that met this category which is phenomenal. The January issue, I've already spoken about ESNIC and Peter Rimmensberger's paper. That's testament to their great foresight in producing guidance on management of COVID-19 cases. In the March issue, the JONAT paper from New York, again on Miss C and management of that, and then in the July issue, the Tripathi paper on SCCM virus and COVID-19. So January, March, July, those were special issues. And to get that commendation from Clarivate, something special. Besides, uh, you know, citations, we also, where I keep an eye on, what are people talking about? What are people messaging on Twitter? or their blogs about articles. And there's this metric called the alt metric. I don't really know what it means or how it works, but what's fed into it is various social media data, and it comes up with a number. Just to give you a rough guide of sort of what's low. So I write my editor's choices. I've had 16 items in 2021. And on average, my alt metric score is around 11 per item. So what I'm going to talk about now, items that have an alt metric score of at least 60. So these are high up there. So what were people talking about in PCCM 2021? In January, people were talking about Hector Wong's LAPS and biomarker study. An altmetric of 138, absolutely huge. In February, Kendra Woods in the University of Pittsburgh presented a paper about ICP and CPP thresholds in both 
traumatic and non-traumatic brain injury, not metric of 69, uh, beautiful figures and useful figures on the time course of ICP and CPP. And we had a great editorial written by Talon Bennett on that. And I used the figures in my teaching. Then we come to March. There were two articles, one from London by Rebecca Mitting at, uh, I think she was at St. Mary's Hospital at the time, writing about bronchiolitis and bronchiolitis care in three centres in London and looking at packages of care and variation in duration of mechanical ventilation and extubation. An alt metric of 120. People are really interested in bronchiolitis and the common conditions. Also in the March issue, Lynn Sleeper from Boston and the unit there wrote about thromboelastography or TEG in ECMO cases, an altmetric of 70. And to round off the first one third of January, in the April issue, we had one article with an altmetric of 60, and that was by Rujit Patel from Johns Hopkins. And uh, that was write up of the pick you up and rehabilitation. So in that first one third of the year, you can see that there's a sort of general interest. And this is what I like about uh, reading PCCN. I'm a subscriber and a reader, is that it keeps me up to date with what other people are doing in fields that aren't neurocritical care and you know, sepsis and biomarkers, raised intracranial pressures, bronchiolitis, coagulation, rehabilitation. So that's the first one third of the year. Well, Robert, that's a great overview, but I know that's only one third of the way through the year, and we'll cover the other two thirds of the year in part two of this podcast. And I can't help but also reflect that Unlike uh, studies of uh, assessing the efficacy of an intervention, much of what you're describing would be called implementation science or perhaps process, uh, sharing process measures of uh, what works and what, do, you know, what, what has worked for people in terms of developing guidelines and protocols. And especially in the age of the pandemic, we were all avid for, to understand really are there best pathways. But in our remaining time here in the first half of this podcast, uh, part one, could you tell us about the new features? You've introduced many new features to the journal this year and uh, taken in, and obviously shaped the journal in your own way by developing these features. What do you see as some of the highlights? It's interesting because one, one of the things that I try and do is try and be open to different types of format that people want to write in and people want to read. So, you know, we've kept with the feature articles, but it's become increasingly hard to sort out what are the best feature articles. If you make it to publication in PCCM, whether you're in the print pages or online, that is a major achievement. I'd love to make every article a feature article, but, you know, authors are doing a great thing 
and to have made it through to publication is really phenomenal. So it's a bit of a misnomer, but we've kept up with the, the feature articles. We've had 51 in 2021. On average, the alt metric for them has been 49 with a range of 12 to 152. We've kept up with subspecialist areas, NICU, neuro, renal, CICU, general clinical. I'm, I'm pleased that we've, we've been able to convince authors to write brief reports rather than reject the article. So we've had 12 items, and on average, the altmetric for those has been 16, with a range of 10 to 38. So coming back to your question, you know, what are the new ones? I've introduced something called a special article. So if a group out in our community have something to say, then I'll publish it as a special article rather than, than it being a perspective. So uh, we've got items about management of stem cell transplant patients on ECMO. And what does the policy group want us to know? So that's a special article material. Letters, we've reintroduced correspondence about research, about research articles, as well as research letters. Uh, so we've had seven of those items. On average, the altmetric for that is 12, with a range naught to 44. So people are wanting to talk about this, and read it. So the new things are uh, something that I call PCCM notes, methods, and statistics. We've had eight items. Average altmetric, 26, range 9 to 57. Everyone's talking about these, and I'll talk a little bit about this in the next uh, podcast. Then something that's close to my heart, the PCCM narrative essays. Wynne Morrison and Daniel Corsi, CHOP and Boston Children's collaborative, great writers in their own right have uh, taken the management of this section for me. Uh, we've had four items and the range in the altmetric for these is 10 to 66 people are reading this material. I don't expect it to get cited. That doesn't matter to me. I want articles in PCCM to be read and looked at. And uh, these narrative essays are something special. Then just to finish up, a couple of other things that I've introduced. One is the PCCM concise reviews, two types of reviews, clinical science and clinical physiology. You won't have seen the clinical physiology review in 2021, but that's coming in 2022. The clinical science review, you've already heard about, that's the NeuroCOVID article written by Michelle Schrover, 52 on the altmetric, done really well. And then something that I've introduced, I, I borrowed this, if I'm allowed to say this, 
from the New England Journal of Medicine, which is the case conference records. And we had a great one about pulmonary hypertension. And that one item had uh, an altmetric of eight. I'd love to see more. We all like attending case conferences. So, you know, these aren't writing up case reports. They're about people at major centers around the world telling us about their algorithm and their thinking about a case and how they go through it. So, brief overview. Hope that covers the material. Well, Robert, uh, this concludes part one of your year in review from the Editor-in-Chief of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. And um, we appreciate you, your time today and we look forward to part two. Thank you, Jeff. This has been a production of Open Pediatrics. You can find the resources and journal articles referenced in this podcast in the description. We have more podcasts like this one available everywhere you get your podcasts. Visit openpediatrics.org for more information. Thank you.